Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about The Expanse Season 3, Episode 5, it's called Triple Point, full spoilers for the episode as always. And we have to start this one with some unfortunate news, I don't know, I, don't, yeah, I wasn't sure if you'd yeah. seen this uh, yet or not. I, I have, I have. Uh, so, uh, Season 3 is, Cancelled doesn't feel like the right word given the context of this one, but Season 3 of uh, The Expanse is the last one that will be on sci-fi. That is the, the 100% fact at this point yes. in time. Um, it is worth mentioning, though, that Alcon, who wholly financed the show, they license it out, they make money from sci-fi, sci-fi licensed the show from them, but Alcon actually produced it themselves entirely. Uh, and they've already said immediately, we are taking this elsewhere. So there's a reasonable chance that we'll... I mean, I feel like... 10 years ago when something was cancelled and they said oh well we'll look for another home I would roll my eyes and go well I'll just I mean sure once in a blue moon but it's unlikely I I agree I think now it's a bit different you know we've seen how many things have come back Um, yeah and I I think the fact that Alcon make it themselves and I think the fact that Netflix already have the international rights to it in several countries I'm feeling somewhat confident it's also worth mentioning that Amazon Prime have the VOD rights domestically so, I don't know which way it'll swing based on those two facts, but either one would be fine. <laughs> I, I agree. I can see it going either way. But like you say, they, they finance it entirely themselves. So, whoever picks it up is only coming in as a distributor. Yeah. And especially with you know Netflix and Amazon, they don't need to worry about you know primetime slots as to, you know, where, all right, where do we schedule this? No, they don't. And it's also, I, I think it's just the, the thing with sci-fi is that it's never had great viewership live, and uh, from what I was reading from the news, is that it sounds like for sci-fi's uh, benefit, they are relying entirely on the live numbers, not the plus threes, not the VOD afterwards. All the VOD goes more to Alcon. Sci-fi have right. have little to do with that. All of, I mean, it does go on sci-fi.com, but I, uh, from the sounds of it, and compared to other shows, for sci-fi as a decision-making process, this this entirely rested on the the live numbers which traditionally for sci-fi and genre shows and cult shows is the last place they get their numbers they get them uh in vod they get them on catch-up they get them on uh streaming later on that's where cult for cult fans despite the fact that nerds are supposed to be the ones who don't have active social lives uh they're the ones who seem more likely to not watch things live because they have so much content to consume they like to just pick and choose when to do it yeah it's true and I, I I can't really blame sci-fi in that sense. I understand from their perspective that this isn't really making them that much. Yeah, it still hurts because there's just that it little does. bit of you that goes, oh, what if they don't get another place? Or what if this is the end? No, no, I agree. But I'm relatively positive for now. I mean, this is still we're still only on the second book right now and there's, there's, there's seven of the books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I don't think I don't think they're done either. I, I think I think it is drawing to an end. I, I I recall the creator talking about how oh, you know, once the books are wrapped up, that's it. Like there's not going to be yeah. other writers coming in. Like he's got he's got an ending in mind, and that's cool. And, but still, um, damn, uh, horrible news today, and also Brooklyn Nine Nine as well. Uh, 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 internet's upset today. I hate May. 
<laughs> and it's very upset. Uh, find more of this on the weekly TV news, uh, which is coming uh, early Saturday from us. We will be talking about lots of renewals and cancellations. I've already assembled a list. There's quite a big list of renewals and cancellations. And there's bound to be more by the time we record, because Friday's the deadline for a lot of ABC shows. So, fun stuff. But that is uh, that is all. Uh, we, we, we may have to push the news as light as possible, just to see if anything else slips in. Yeah, pretty much. But It's, it's also going to be a case of check afterwards. So here's hoping uh, Expanse continues uh, on another home. And while obviously I'm worried because I hate to be in this situation, I have a, a general good feeling that we probably will get more. Here's hoping. I'm feeling confident. At least hopeful. Yeah. I'm feeling more hopeful than normal with these things. Uh, so so here's hoping. But anyway, so let's talk about the episode at hand. Uh, and we it feels like the entire last like three episodes have been building up to get to io and everything's been kind of like going towards there now the agatha king with one in charge on that ship is heading towards there obviously the rassi's been heading towards there for a while and it's all it's all coming up and uh, this entire episode is itself kind of just built up and built up until everything went down uh, towards the end. Although, interestingly not with the Rassi crew themselves, uh, I think if I was going to make one criticism of this episode in terms of payoff, is that the Rassi crew themselves kind of end in this weird, oh, we almost got there, and then, oh, your stuff's it, it next episode. It feels really weird. It's like, well, <laughs> we were close. They just watch yeah. it happen, essentially. I'm like, okay. However, the Agatha King was full of interesting uh, stuff, full, full of really captivating stuff, and I think what's interesting for me is that Alan Souther, who's, you know, we met a couple of times and he's been here this season, and we know that Vassarala trusts him, he's a noble man, and so on, all the other characters that we kind of end up caring about on that ship, we only really know from this ep- I mean, sure, I'm, I'm sure they're around for the, the previous episode we've had yeah, on this. Yeah, but we haven't had much context for them. Yeah, but they did a good job of like just quickly building these, these two officers up. You know, the EXO yeah. and the, 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 the comms and just kind of like getting us to know who they are, just a little bit. And know that they're, they're loyal to Souther so that when everything went down towards the end of the episode, because there's, there's, no, there's no stuff on Earth, Earth this episode. There's no Anna, there's no Aaron Wright. None of that. Um, it is mainly these these ships. There's obviously a little bit of Mao and what's going on in Io as well, but it's yeah, mainly uh, the two uh, ships. And a little bit on the Martian ship. Oh yeah, I was I was kind of lumping that in with the UN ship because yeah, they're, it's they're all, very related. Yeah, it's all one plot. In fact, worth mentioning, uh, last week, um, I mean, I didn't pull you up on it, so I, I'm going to take some of the blame, but I'm mostly blaming you uh, for assuming that the the Martian message got through, and that's why Anna got the got the comms with Baron Wright tape. All right, all right. <laughs> I Could have just left it. Well, no, because. No, See, I maybe wouldn't if I... But I'm on record in the comments of agreeing with people who disagreed with you. <laughs> so, at the very least, I said yeah. it before the episode aired and I was it was proven that you were wrong. Fine, I, I was. <laughs> I'm not arguing. <laughs> if you saw an out, if you saw any way you could argue, you'd take it. I probably would, but on this one, it's pretty definitive. Yeah, it is. Because uh, we see on the Martian ship, uh, he gets there, and superior officers are, are asking about it. And obviously, the captain's the one who seems a little bit more just receptive to what he's saying, even though she still has her doubts. And it's not until during the actual conflict where they go off to chase the, the, the Agatha King because it's going towards Io. And we get to this big sort of stalemate where they're, they're actually they're close enough now, they're both in firing range. Right, the Martian range have them in firing range first, presumably because they have better tech. Because you know, that's been the whole premise of Mars is that they have better weapons and equipment. Yeah, and they're, they're a military system. And because a big thing on the UN ship is that they're saying, "Hey, they could have fired on us already. Like, why haven't they fired?" 
Like, we're almost in range of them. Are we going to fire? And obviously, Wynn's corrupt, and he's he's uh, ready to do his thing. And throughout the episode, we have these two other officers talking to Suller, saying, hey, if you wanted to make a move, you have... We've got your back. Yeah, we have you have allies on the ship. And he's like, make a move, do you know what you're saying? And he's like, yeah. And eventually, of course, he gets the message. Like, they, they intercept this message uh, for the Mars ship, the, the, the Aaron Wright tape. And he sees it. And he's like, you know, I'm going to go confirm this. And he actually goes to see Cotter again. And instead of like doing a whole charade where he gets the, you know, the lights turned off and he, you know, tells the, they make, they sort of distract the guard. He's just like, get the f out my way, son. Yeah, he's like, I'm an admiral. Move. <laughs> and he walks in, and he's like, hey, so what was on that that tape? You said that message he got. And he basically says enough that he's like, okay, this is valid. This is the same thing. These two correlate with each other. Yeah. And. He, be, you know, he's like during everything going off, like uh, he, they do have a bit of a sort of immunity moment where the officers kind of like grab some guns, they point point some guns at uh, uh, when and some people that are supporting him, and Souther takes the comms and he puts puts it out to both all of his fleet, all of the UN fleet and all of the Martian fleet, and basically explains that no, we're standing down. There, you know, there's evidence here that I'm going to beam beam over to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. They keep saying, oh, this is an illegal war." And I have to admit, like as he started talking, I, st- I got this feeling. I'm like, I don't think he's going to be alive much longer. I had, I no, just had, no. I had that it's, feeling. It's the way it's filmed, isn't it? Yeah, um, I didn't expect it to happen as abruptly as it did, though, with Wynn just going for him. And obviously, uh, but I mean, by the end of the episode, like all the officers we grew to care about this episode all die. Like, yep. and quite, you know, like you know, they get shot at first, and there's one point where the the female officer is like crawling along the floor, and Wynn just like executes her, like you know, mercilessly. It's... Wind, wind doesn't come out of it, you know, undamaged though. Oh no, yeah, he, he, he gets it, but he's like, you know, but I, I think there's a there's a real nice uh, camaraderie that comes out of these scenes that I really liked, where like he gives a couple of orders, the rest of the crew are following them, you know, we're arresting these couple for this attempted mutiny, uh, and obviously we're still in the shock of Souther, and Souther has impact because we you know we like him a bit, and he you know he was fighting for the right side. But then when he orders to fire upon their own ship, it's because like, some of the ships in the fleet just aren't coming back. They, they've, no. they've, they've basically heard what Silver said. He's a respected admiral. You know what? We're not going and to go into this fight. they're taking him at his word instead yeah. of win. And he orders that they fire on this ship. And the guy at the controls is just... He doesn't say anything, but he's like, no. <laughs> basically, yeah. it's not happening. And, you know, he gets so frustrated that he demands anyone else who's not willing to, like, you know, follow orders... Uh, should step forward now, and like almost everyone on the bridge stands up and steps forward. Like, they're not willing to do this, uh, and he puts them all on the brig. But that's that's kind of the big thing here. And it's you know obviously over in the Martian ship, you've got the XO being like, "Hey, we should fire, we should fire." Like it's it's a bloody war, it's a war. Um, and instead, the captain actually puts out a message to the UN fleet and said, "Because because at this point, there's there's basically a UN civil war going on in the sky. You know, between the ships, yeah. they're firing on each other. There's the the the, the pro southern and the anti southern ships." <laughs> <laughs> fighting Pretty each much. other yeah and uh, the, the 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 martian ship puts out a, a message saying hey we we are not engaging in this conflict any earth ship that announces itself is seeking refuge and help we are here to back you up and it's kind of like all oh, right okay level heads are prevailing here like this is like shockingly so this is my favorite part of all this is that there is that certain people not everyone of course obviously there's one who it's not so much that he's an idiot in, in wartime. He's got his own agenda. He's doing his own private thing, and that's yeah, why he's, he's forcing things. In, in cahoots with Aaron, right? Yeah, uh, and you know he's there to pick up stuff from Mo. He's there to get the the, the protomolecule hybrids and everything else. Exactly. 
but I do like that you know the captain on the Martian ship again, and we've seen this before from various people on the show who have a level head and are trying to avoid conflict. Yeah, yeah, sure, we'll kick ass if the occasion calls for it, but we don't go looking for it. We we try try and dismantle situations as best we can. And I really like that there's people on the UN ship who said no, we're not following these orders. This is this this is an illegal war. This this is just going for battle for a reason. Yeah. Um, and then you get the Martian captain saying, "No, look, any UN ship who who clearly indicates they want help and they are they are wanting assistance, we will give it." Uh, basically, saying we will fight in the side of the, the the half that are fighting against the the attack. Yeah, essentially, you know, yeah, okay, we'll fire on some UN ships, but the ones that want this war, essentially, so if you want yeah. this war, we will take you out. But if you if you're like, hey. Yeah, we don't really want to do this. Then you know, come join us. Because at first she actually justifies not intervening because she's like, "Hey, like if we attack them, they'll just unite and turn their guns on us. We're better off just letting them fight each other." But then, and and that's a reasonable. It's like it's sort but, of like there's a logic to it. Yeah, morally, it keeps her kind of in the right because she's not getting involved and in getting more of her own, own fleet destroyed. But and even if it does sound a little bit cold, it's still like it's not it's not cold that I disrespect her for it. But at the same time, she goes that one step further and says, no, any UN ships who flag themselves as wanting assistance and are not wanting to attack us, we will help you. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I appreciate that. It, like this, this captain's not someone I think we've seen before, at, at least if we have, so not to any great extent. I, I don't recall any. Uh, I recognise the XO, though. The XO has been around. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I recognise his face. I don't know maybe if I've seen him in this or if he's been on a little show or something, but... He didn't strike me as overly yeah. familiar, but, I mean, I could have just forgotten him. Yeah, Joe's fight. I saw him and I went. I basically in my head called him not Kevin Spacey, and then I thought, oh, that's a compliment now. Uh, <laughs> uh, but he does have a kind of a Kevin Spacey look to him. He does, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, unfortunate now for him, I'm sure. But uh, so, hey, someone's gonna fill that void. So, so that, that's all goes down, and you know, again, like this really felt like. You know, okay, so 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 Wynn's going to get away with all this. He's doing all these devious things, and while everyone kind of dies for it to happen, they basically really screw his plan. Like he might still just get out with the, the the cargo and like you know fly off, but this did not go smoothly. Like he he came in thinking I'm the big admiral in command, I'm in charge, and he had all this chaos on his hands, and he's got dead bodies. Like I really felt the weight of just how badly this went for. Him. Oh yeah, he just screwed it up big time. Yeah, so uh, that that was immensely entertaining. Uh, but obviously, all, all the build up before we get to any of this, though, uh, just to sort of go over to uh, our our crew, uh, the Rassi crew. Yeah. There's lots of little neat things. I'm I'm really liking the the build up of the the. I don't like to call it a bromance. Doesn't feel the right word, but uh, Amos and and Pax. Yeah, bro- bromance doesn't quite fit because I think. Uh... Uh, Amos is just too aggressive compared to to Prax that to play as a bromance. Yeah, well, it's not even so much that. I feel like it's it's this kind of weird. Obviously, you've got the teacher student kind of relationship, but I feel like Amos is someone who doesn't really connect to new people all that much, right? Obviously, it took him a long time to like warm up to Holden, and he was very much yeah. with Naomi, and then Naomi kind of betrayed him a little bit, and he kind of switched in off all the captain's orders. Like he, you know, he's kind of like switched mm-hmm. over to Holden. Um, and it, 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 you know, it's not like he's against Alex either. So he's, he's definitely part of the crew. He cares about his crew. Yeah, but it, it has often felt like he's you know serves one master at a time, yeah. so to speak. And I feel like with Prax, he kind of like you know that scene where they're about to land in Io, and he's like, "Hey, no matter what happens down there, I've got your back." Yeah. And I kind of I feel like it's this kind of thing where he finally has because like, obviously we've talked about how. He has this this uh, attachment or a sympathy for children more so than he does adults, 
And I feel like because this is about a child and because he's sort of relaying through Prax, he's kind of... He does actually care in this case. He's this is actually Amos learning to care about something essentially, and being like, you know what, I actually this is this is not just about following orders. Like I have your back down there. Like I am looking out for you. It's like he's taking him under his wing, and there's like a there's some sort of big brother bond going on. I guess is what I'm getting yeah, at more than anything yeah, else. Yeah, well, that kind of fits. Yeah, um, the the tough big brother who can't emote very well, but he's you know he'll be the Terminator for when when the time comes. Pretty much, uh, and of course, Prax is like, yeah, you know, if, if I can't, if I don't get my daughter, I'll get even. <laughs> like you know, like you said, next yeah. good, next best thing. And it almost looked like the Amos's reaction to that line was like, yeah, that does sound like something I'd say, but I don't know if I'm proud that you just said it. Yeah, it's it's like he's rubbing off on him, but he's not happy that he is. Yeah, it's kind of that. Th- it's it's that classic uh, trope, of, and this is a good trope. I like this trope, but it's the classic trope of. Oh, I, I, I'm like this, like badass, but I'm awful because of it. I don't want my child to end up like me. I want them to be better than me. It's got that kind of vibe it, it does, to it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so no, I like that, and it's a good learning curve for Amos because if he acknowledges that his behavior and someone else is not something he wants to see, then does he reflect on himself and at least understand who he is better? Quite possibly, yeah. So no, it's a good. But, uh, and then of course you can take the route of him accepting that what he is is not necessarily good but someone has to do it so he might as well yeah he, know, he still make, it's him. yeah he still makes see himself as uh, i'm a necessary evil but no one else should end up like me it's kind of, it's kind of that batman yeah. thing right where he's like i, yeah. I step in with dick racing because i don't want him to end up as broken as i am as, as much as i'm doing a lot of good no one else should have to be like me <laughs> right exactly yeah. he try, tries to make him better yeah, yeah. So, uh, that's really good stuff. And then if you jump over, there's a really good scene with Naomi and uh, Holden, where she actually like, okay, I, I get what I did with Shay, and I don't regret doing it, but I regret not debating it. I, I, you, yeah. yeah, telling you and the, the rest of the crew, and she reveals that she had had a son, and she she was with someone, and they took her son, and that was actually presumably not too long before. I mean, I don't know how long she was on the can when we started the show, but. Yeah, she's you know she says that was the reason she went and joined yeah. there. So it kind of been long before that. Maybe, maybe a year. I could I could see her maybe been on the cant for a while like that. You know, going she, back she and forth. She might have been. Yeah. She seemed you know at home there. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so so I could see I could see it being kind of like that. Uh, but no, it was an emotional scene. It, it kind of, again, it kind of feels like they're bonding again. And we'll see maybe where that where that goes. Uh, it, it feels like she really wants to repair and mend the the broken bridges because it feels like everyone in the crew, including Amos, is kind of like disconnected from her right now. Yeah, because of what she no, did. Definitely, it was the most uh, emotional scene she's had in a while. You know, opening yeah. up like that. And it, it neatly paired with the Vassarala scene because Vassarala talks to Holden, and that that's one of the subjects that comes up because she she basically admits, yeah, we need the proto molecule, and it's like Naomi was right, and she's and he's like, oh yeah, she was right. It's like yeah, she's a smart girl, and I was like, okay, so that that kind of neatly, it's almost like he's respecting her a little bit more again because he's she is right about things, she is calling these things. Yeah, he understands the the actual action, if not just the way she goes about it. But my favorite part of this conversation, and I thought this was a really good scene. Because uh, Vassarala, because she can be, because uh, just uh, to put out a funny line from The Martian, when he oh, was, oh, I want to get to that scene. Yeah. That was my favourite scene. When he was asked about, or like, uh, you know, because he's saying who was like, oh, Holden was there, and uh, Draper was there, the, the traitor, and Vassarala was there, and he's like, oh, what was she like? He's like, oh, she's kind of mean. <laughs> I think I liked it. <laughs> that that scene cracked me up because he's going through it, and you just have the captain and, and the officer there going. What is this guy on? Yeah. Uh, and it's like you don't, you don't believe me. It's like well, it's a bit far fetched, isn't it? 
yeah. all these people on the one ship. Oh yeah, I don't think it ever occurred to me how far fetched this story was going to sound once he got no. to his command. What was cracking was every time he said someone, it's just like so. It's whole, it's all the you know, all that that dis- disgraced. Uh, I can't remember what they called him. They, they had a specific title for him, uh, and then it was like, oh, and, the, and there was a you know a marsh there, a Bobby Jeffries, like, the dessert. It just kept going like they yeah. like they had these titles <laughs> for everyone. It was like. All, I don't all, buy this. All these important people. Because I think he says, like, oh, who else was there? Santa Claus or something like that? He has a... Yeah, he's the bunny, I think, was what Yeah, yeah, he has yeah. a sarcastic line pointing out how ridiculous this all sounds. Yeah. Um, but that, that was good stuff. But to go back to the Vassarale scene with Holden, um, I really love... In fact, just uh, one more point in The Martian. I liked it when he saw the like the defaced posters of Vassarala, along with Aaron Wright and other people from Earth, saying, you know, Martians first or whatever the it was. Mm. Uh, like, it hit him a little bit, because like, now that he's met her, she's a human being to him, and not just, like, a faceless... Not a target. Yeah, not or not faceless. Just, not just a face with a, an agenda on TV. She's an essential person. Yeah, so I, I thought that was a nice little beat. It just played to the humanity of it. Uh, but she's talking to Holden, and she she there's a great line towards the end where uh, they're talking about uh, children, you know, burning down things just as well as any adults. And she says, "You're not a child, Holden, and I don't suspect you ever were one." So stopped acting like it. And I really like that line. And it was really interesting to me because basically what she's saying is that he he's trying to... Because she's always like thinking about Earth and she's always thinking about the conflict. And she even admits in this scene, I'm not even just trying to protect Earth right now. I'm trying to protect humanity. Like, you know, this could all go very badly with this protomolecule stuff. Earth needs a sample to study it, but also be in the arms race with everyone else, you know, for, for the obvious reasons. Yeah, we, we were discussing that a lot last week. And... But but ultimately, it becomes about how she is constantly thinking about trying to do the right thing and protect people and be. I don't want to use the word hero, but because it's not that's that's not necessarily what it is. But just be someone who's looking out and making the choices that need to be made. And Holden's kind of like shying away from that. He's like, oh, I've tried being the hero. I've tried saving the world, and it doesn't work. And, we've and every that, time he keeps shutting himself in to be selfish, but then yeah. something comes up and he can't help himself. Yeah, and and of course, you know that was the thing last week with uh, with Naomi, like her saying, "Hey, you just can't help yourself, can you?" You know, mm. so or was it two weeks ago? Wherever that scene was, uh, but it's the same kind of thing. Uh, if Asriel is looking at him in the eye and saying, "No, no, no, you're you're pretending to be an ignorant child, but you're not. You are someone who is mature enough and capable enough of being a part of the decision making here and trying to improve things. And just because you failed, you still tried, and that's what matters. That makes you worthy of trying again and being a part of this. Mm-hmm. And I like this pep talk. It was, I mean, it was a very avasarala pep talk, and uh, I'm going to shit on you a little bit to make it. It was very insulting, work. wasn't it? Yeah, but that's how she does that. That's how she it is. motivates and people. And I, I suspect, it, you know, in the sense that he'll stop shutting himself down and actively yeah. be like, okay, I'm not going to hide away from helping everyone. Yeah, I feel like a reinvigorated Holden who wants to make a difference is kind of where we're ultimately it's heading. Kind of where we started, right? That was him, you know, with his best intentions of I want to it, save these people. It kind people, of is, but no I feel like what. that's what makes it a fascinating journey to me. It's like he was naive at first and just wanted to do the right thing, which is noble, but naive. Yeah. And then he's went through the tough learning of like what it actually takes and what can go wrong, and like basically taking responsibility for your actions when they do go wrong and when it doesn't work out and understanding the weight of that so that when he comes back around to what to do the right thing he understands more the the implications he understands the gravitas of what he's doing and he may still fail but he can accept that no it's worth trying yeah i think it's the idea that it's it's easier to do the right thing when you're naive because you don't know any better you don't know what can go wrong yeah whereas choosing to do it despite all of that and dis- you know, yeah despite a lot more despite knowing that it's hard. It's, yeah. it's, it's that thing, it's uh, 
courage is not the absence of fear. It's just the presence of fear, yet the will to go on. It's this, it's right. that's that old sentimentality. Uh, so you know, I, I I think they're doing some great. There's some great character work in this episode. I thought. Um, yeah, definitely. And I'm I'm a feel. I watched this before I heard about the cancellation, by the way. So I, I didn't have this weird air of like, oh God, please let this, let this be the end. As I was watching it. So I I finished it and then saw the news ah, like okay. five so minutes both, after I finished. Yeah. I was like, oh damn it. Yeah, that's just kicking the gut. Uh, now I did think it was morbidly funny that just as they're getting towards Isle, they see Jupiter in range. We're actually getting there. I'm like, oh, we're finally getting there. And just as that's happening, we get the scenes with Mao, and it's basically like, oh, we'll go back to what the first, you know, the first dude said, the first kid, who aged a lot with this proto-molecule, by the way, he's like, you know, 18 looking now. Yeah, it seems to have just completely reshaped his body. Yeah, it does, because he's got a deeper voice, I'm like, okay, this is a different actor, but obviously it's very intentional, this is meant to be this metamorphosis that he's went through. Yeah. And it's almost like, after he mapped the human body of the adult, he's like, okay. That's what I need to be. (laughs) Yes, adult size. Yeah, repurpose into that. Yeah, but uh, I, you know, there was this almost dark. I almost laughed just from at like a TV rating point of view that we're finally getting close to the daughter. But that's when Mel decides, oh, they're the best subject to like, replace him. Oh, it's May. All right, get her on the table, and she's literally been strapped to the table as the ras is coming towards the. Yeah. I, I really appreciated that that Mal hesitated. Mm, yeah, because as much as he went through with it. Uh, you know, at least that the, the arc that he's just been through wasn't ignored. He did genuinely consider yeah. whether or not he wanted to do this. And I think that's what gives it weight, though. I, I think if we'd not went through the arc and he just kind of went with it, or if he hesitated, the hesitation would have just played, played as okay. It would have played as an okay little moment on its own. But because we actually saw him care and seemed to want to help the children, having him go back and all that and just say, no, do it anyway, hits. Yeah, it does. And it, it makes him, uh, you know, a more relatable in the sense of uh yeah i now believe he's doing this not because of he wants power because he genuinely believes he has to because we saw how he did care for the kids it's not just ah they're disposable anymore which they were before they they felt like they were just a means to an end yeah but i I think we're still very up in there given how what he's willing to do it it definitely feels more along the lines of like something like look i I always make comic book references i'm sorry i already made a batman one this week but uh, it feels kind of like lex Luthor, where he has this greater good in mind but he is willing to do all these awful uh, things absolutely i'm not defending what he's doing but i think he genuinely believes in what he's doing and it's not just a a power play like it what like it seemed before yeah okay I, i can see that uh, I'll be curious to see how that plays out, and we never get to see if they go through with it. We see her getting strapped to the table, but we don't know if they get interrupted because we, we obviously they hear the noise of the ship landing, but they don't. Yeah. And you know, so we, we we have no context yet. Uh, I'm expecting a tragic discovery that she's already blue <laughs> when when we get to her. I think practices. that has the most drama in it, doesn't it? It does, because I, I I don't know, like as much as it'd be nice, I, I really want him to get his daughter back and then just leave the ship and go and be happy. But being like five minutes too late, it's kind of. Yeah, it's it's the easiest drama point, and it's the easiest way to keep Prax with the crew. Which, by the way, I got really excited because uh, during, during while they're on their way, it just cut to like Draper, and she's like, you know, gearing up her suit, and she's like, going to Alex, like, where's all your explosive stuff? Yeah, and she's like getting weapons, and I'm like, oh man, because she starts asking questions like, how did you kill it? Like, what did you do? What's the tactics? And he's like, oh, we lured it with the because it you know gets re- you know it goes towards nuclear energy and stuff. It's you know, and she's like, okay. And obviously he gets concerned. Oh no, no! If we see these things, we run. We can't deal with them. But I'm like, no, Draper's going to be a badass. She's like, I, she's like, I know the plan. <laughs> and then she's like, she's just walking around going, God damn it, these won't work with my FN RPGs. I'm I like, just, she's got RPGs just ready to go. 
I just, I love that she's gearing up like Iron Man, going re- ready for this fight. She wants to fight them. It's just so oh, yeah. good. Um, That's going to be a hell of a showdown. Yeah, when we finally get the Draper in the mech suit, well, it's not quite a mech suit, but, you know, in the armor suit. Exosuit. Exosuit, there you go, that's, that's the correct term. Uh, I need my sci-fi suit terms. Yeah, uh, yeah, you need to brush up on this a bit. App- apparently I do. Exosuits, exo- exo- uh, <laughs> mech suits. Yeah, mech- they're, all, they're all different. Flat-out but... mechs, which is also very different. That's yeah. a giant robot. Oh, it doesn't have to be giant, but it has to be... At least... It has to be controlled, but not from inside. Well, it can still be controlled control from inside. It's just... You don't okay. you don't actually slip into the arms and legs. I guess okay, is the best that, way to say it. Yeah, you're controlling from like a cockpit almost inside, if you will. Yeah, yeah, it's it's got a control system rather than just being an extension. Yes, it is. It is. Uh, whereas an exosuit, uh, your arms and legs are actually in it. A mech suit is also arms and legs in the bits, but it tends to be bigger and tends to be more robotic. Yeah. This is getting really nerdy. Um, so, but they get there and they have trouble getting into the door and it's just right at the end of the episode they're, they're, they're melting their way into the control panel and we just see all the, presumably, again, this is what they theorise at the time and it seems like a plausible assumption at this point is that they're, they're jettisoning in little pods all of the, the hybrids and protomolecule uh, beings that they have. Yeah, I, I would hesitate to say they're all the hybrids because it seemed like they didn't have that many of them. Uh, yeah, well, I'm so assuming I, I maybe it's mostly just the kids. Yeah, it'll probably be the other children. It might even be Moe and that themselves going up to the ship potentially. I yeah, don't know. We'll, we'll see next week when they, they break in and what's there because I assume they're going to have a look. There's no way to have a look and see what's there. I Might as well see what they because they they clearly rushed out of there, so yeah. they must have left something behind. So no, interesting things. But I, one thing we have to go back to though is that uh, the previous protomolecule kid did kind of like imply there is something happening there is there is a there's work, work that is something yeah there's work that is nearing completion and mo's yeah. very curious about this and he's like are you talking about venus are you talking about venus you know because you know taking part of the ship and looking at it, that's exactly what you did with the body because that's, that's great he puts two and two together and i'm like okay oh this is interesting what are they doing what are they doing on venus and i keep thinking repurposing what are they repurposing the ship into i don't know uh, it does make me wonder, like, uh, does the protomolecule want, like, a, a home base? Like, is Venus going to become protomolecule planet? Like, because that can survive mm-hmm. the heat. I mean, it's <laughs> protomolecule. It's fine. Well, I mean, it's we, we know it's active down there. It's working down there. It's, yeah, it's yeah. fine. With Miller and Julie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pro- probably still it's, alive because protomolecule. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to see them at some point. I'm sure we're going to see them. I mean, maybe the finale or something like that now. I mean, I'll be like, too soon, but. Uh, Who knows? It's even this season. Yeah, and it's worth mentioning. I don't say that because that upsets me. I know. We may not get another one. Uh, at one point, Avasarel is watching the news. They're still covering that the Venus stuff. Yeah. So uh, now again, the world's ticking over. Um, now that's a solid episode. Uh, probably, probably my favorite of the season. I, I think the drama of the actual sort of mutiny, if you will, even though that's maybe not technically. It can I mean, it is from Wynn's perspective, but uh, you know. Yeah, I think I preferred last week's a little bit with the mm. you know the 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 ship takeover okay uh but this is still very good it's up there it's probably my second favorite yeah uh, all, the, all the character progression i thought all those scenes on the rassi going towards it really felt like we're building up to this big thing uh which is why i say the only minor complaint is that it feels like the rassi crew just kind of like uh don't have a payoff at the end <laughs> but i'm sure we'll get some cool stuff with them next week uh, no, I, I think that, that's probably the point is that okay they don't, they're not always going to make it in time you yeah know, that's, that's sometimes, true sometimes we miss 
I get that, but it's a little unsatisfying as a viewer. It's a it's a dramatic point worth making, I think. Uh, yeah. I, this is the sort of thing that on a on a rewatch when we're binging it, it's going to be not a, a deal at all. But uh, when you're watching one episode a week and you feel like it's building up to them getting into the yeah, action, yeah. and then it just no no wait no, it's pulled out from under you. But I guess that's again kind of the point. So is it, that's why I say it's a minor critique. It's not really a big critique because yeah. it feels like it is the point. Uh, but still worth mentioning. But hey, uh, that that is the Expanse uh, season three, episode five. Hopefully, not the last season. Uh, obviously, we'll be paying close attention to any news of it being picked we, we up will elsewhere. Certainly, update with anything. You know, Netflix. You know how you basically took Travelers after two seasons and made it a Netflix show. Here's here's a do that again. <laughs> Go Netflix, for it. You, you don't even have to put much money into it. Just just a licensing fee. Yeah, they make it themselves. Uh, just just yeah, just just pay pay for the licensing fee and. Uh, go for it, and you—you've know, you, got a worldwide market. You can—you you can, you know, dangle Joel, those fruit. The, the beauty of it is, you know, we talked about how Netflix have the international rights for a uh-huh. lot of places. They know exactly how this performs. They—they they know what the data on this is. Oh yeah, yeah. They know whether or not this is going to be good for them. They—they they have a. In fact, you know what? Cancel or carbon. Give them all that money. Yeah, go for it. And <laughs> I, I, I would say essentially. You know, depend on where you live. If it's you know, if if it's Amazon or Netflix for you, you know, with, with the rights, go and just you know, put it on, boost those numbers <laughs> a little bit. It's worth mentioning. Alcon make all the money from sales as well. So if you buy like, on iTunes or you buy a Blu-ray, uh, that profit is Alcon who make yeah. the show and want to continue it. So you know, it's which I think this shows it's clearly profitable for Alcon. Because they're saying no, we're going oh, to keep making yeah. this. Yeah. They, they want to. They just need a distributor. Yeah, no, no. I mean, that's the hopeful part of it, right? That's that's the hopeful. Right. Uh, so there you go. That that is uh, as as this week's expands. Let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the channel and all our reviews and stuff, head over to patreon.com slash TV. Worth going over there anyway. There's a list of all the audio feeds and everything else and all the shows we have. There's a few Patreon-exclusive things, uh, some of which there's free samples of and stuff, so you can go check stuff out. Uh, but go have a look. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. And as we said, TV news every week. Uh, typically, it's early Saturday that goes out. Uh, so renewals and cancellations news this week so maybe worth checking out if you've not tried that show before uh, it's a bit loopier than this one we tend to tangent a bit more because we're just kind of free, free, you know, moving through topics and we're not sticking to a show but uh, go check it, check that out so uh, otherwise that is us so thank you once again for watching and listening we always appreciate it keep watching TV guys have you got any vanilla